This is Paul Lam, and you're listening to the Path of Just Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you unleash the beast from within so you can fearlessly pursue your own path and passion. Join me on this weekly journey filled with inspiring stories and actionable contents. Become a Path Hunter today. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Path Hunters Podcast. Paul Lamb is in the house here. I hope you guys are all doing great today. I am so, so like happy that I started a podcast and super grateful for the podcast for two reasons. Number one, I get to have amazing conversations with just amazing people and having and going deep and learning something new every single time and always learn something in every single conversation that I've had. And number two, that that I get to share the conversation with all you path hunters out there to show up every week and just listen in. So I'm super grateful to all of you, to the guests, to everything, and just for all the doors that it opened up from just starting a podcast podcast and it's just so exciting just to get to know all these people and I get to bond with them and today's guest I'm so happy he is the father that I strive to be the husband the the friend and it's so cool he's the app masters himself has his own podcast called app masters podcast and you know Steve P Young is in the house here just overall rad entrepreneur overall amazing guy we dove into so many different concepts today and it was so cool because like we dove into Steve's journey, um, you know, his progress, what he's up to and his tips and, and just so much of his insights just really resonate with me. I just really love the conversation. I won't, uh, you know, spill the beans on all of this in the very beginning, but you guys should definitely listen to this episode because it's just so exciting. It was just such a fun chat with Steve. Steve, honestly, thank you so much for jumping onto the podcast, man. It just means a lot to me that you did this. So here we go. The one and only. Only Steve P. Young. Ladies and gentlemen, I have uh, an awesome guest here today, Path Hunters. I have Steve Young in the house here. What's going on, Steve? What's up, Paul? Excited <laughs> to be here, man. I'm excited to have you on, brother. You know what? It's so fun because... Uh, you know, I'm gonna let you steer the ship a little bit. I want to, you know, let the Path sure. Hunters, you know, audience know that you know who you are, what you do, and everything like that, really quickly. And then that way we can get into the juicy stuff. Yeah, and I'm excited for that as well too. Wherever you want to start, man, I can go anywhere you want. So I've been in the app space since 2011. I run an app marketing agency out in the Bay Area, and we've helped we help apps with just sort of like growth hacking campaigns. And it was, I'll tell you this, Paul. Like, I'm glad you're doing this. I don't know how many episodes you're into, but like. The fact that I started a podcast, I built up an audience. So I was doing the podcast on the side. Yeah. I built up an audience who then started coming to me for mar- mar- app marketing help. And then it allowed me to leave my startup job in San Francisco to pursue this full time. So this is year number five for me. I've got to meet some really cool people like Heath, our mutual friend that connected us yeah. because of the podcast. I love doing it. How long, how long have you been podcasting, by the way? Mine's- Dude, 2013 was when I first started. Wow. Yeah, you're like, 600 you're episodes like- in. 600? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm 100 and 100. How much am I? Almost 130. And then some are still in the back end as well, too. So I started nice. less than two years ago, last, like 2016 of June. Nice. Dude, you're like Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn days. Pat Flynn started 2012. So you're not like not that off. Like, yeah. I mean, he, I was listening to his stuff like back in the day, too, and just started consuming all this stuff. And then John Lee Dumas was the main driver for yeah. me to finally get on. The reason why I started doing was I reached out to John early in the days and I said, John, it was like episode 100, right? Yeah. I was like, hey, let me interview you 
and I'll flip the questions onto you. So I was the first one that emailed me and he, he said, yeah. So he's done this like three or four times since, but I was the first one to do it. And since then I was like, well, this is freaking easy. Well, he recorded everything and he, he published it. But I was like, wow, that's, this is easy. And so I got the bug from that first one. That was like February, 2013. And I started the podcast, maybe that was 2012. But anyways, yeah. it was shortly after that, it gave me, I was like, oh, this doesn't seem too hard. I love that. Oh my God. That's awesome. I love hearing the stories of how like, you know, um, you know, veteran podcasters coming into the game and everything like that. And it's so much for me to learn as well too, because it's so fun and exciting. And you and I both know that podcasting has, has taken a new turn of events now because of Alexa and so many other ways of accessing everything. And she just activated, geez, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to mute her, uh, Alexa here, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's so awesome to hear, man. I love, I love that kind of story. You know, 2013. Wow. I was in a corporate yeah. job. I was just, you know, I was my my whole life shifted from that point on. I thought the corporate nine to five job and forty years of working and retiring at sixty five was like the dream, man. Mm. The, I know the dream is not the dream. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I agree, oh, man. Man, what's um. I'm curious, like, what was your life before all this, you know, before, like, you know, obviously attribute with your environment, because you said you grew up in the Bay Area and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I hear a lot of, like, you know, amazing stories, and you, there's even a show after, you know, the, the you know, the, the Bay Area as well, too, like, you know, all the tech startups and everything and Silicon Valley. It's insane. Yeah. So, like, what, I guess, like, I guess the question is, like, you know, what really um, triggered you to get all started and get into this kind of, you know, entrepreneurial lifestyle? So I've been, I was, I've always had that bug in yeah. me. So I sold cassette tapes back when I was in elementary school. So I will date me a little bit. I'm turning 38 this year, but that's when I knew. I and I you, always, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> he looks young. You got one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you look really young too. It's the Asian blood, man. So <laughs> the, ever since then, like I knew going to college, you know, my, my parents were immigrants. They came to this country. I'm very grateful for all, everything that they did. Saw my dad work two jobs. We grew up our first very like house or living space, I guess. We had four families in the whole house and each family had a room. And my mom was like, I got to get out of here. And so we bought this little tiny townhouse in the same city, but we got out real quick after that. And then I saw the struggle, like, you know, so it, when I was growing up, I felt like I had to, you know, like follow the immigrant lifestyle, like, Hey, go to college, get a good job, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And I knew inside of me that I was probably going to run my own business one day, but for some reason, I wanted to climb the corporate ladder. And I'm so glad I did. I think everybody has their own story because I got to learn a ton of like growth hacking skills, scraping, email marketing, content marketing, all this stuff because of my corporate job. Yeah. And then because I had the guts to finally start this silly podcast yes. that allowed me to finally leave and build an audience and get connected with some amazing, amazing people too. So that's what I was doing. But I had two kids, man, when I first, when I left. When I first started the podcast, my daughter was just born. And so I recorded the episodes. I was on paternity leave. So I had yeah, two yeah. weeks where I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to like get some podcast episodes in. And then like two or three months later, I ended up launching it. But then I worked it out with my job. I was like, hey, you know, do you mind if I work from home like every Wednesdays? Because it's, it's a grind trying to get out to the city every day. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. And so Wednesdays became my free day where I was like, OK, I'm going to try to get all this work done. And then I, maybe I can record some podcast episodes, too. So that made it really flexible. So I'm very grateful to my old boss, too. That is so cool. Like, you know, it's funny because like you, you not only you, you went against the grain of like, you know, a traditional Asian like family, like, you know, I 100% resonate with you, you know, parents, you know, immigrants, they really want a safe and stable kind of like lifestyle for for their kids and everything like, good God, even talking about it, just talking, just brings back memories. And, and, and dude, like, that's amazing. But even especially when you have like kids as well, too, when you left, it's so cool to kind of 
do that, right? Was there a pin? Was there a, a turning point for you, if if you can recall, where yeah. you're, you're like, hey, you know what? This isn't working. I need something else. Or it wasn't that. It was. So I'll tell you this, Paul. Like I used to think I used to do so much side hustle. Like mm. my all throughout college, my my friends, I hated him. He's saying he's one of my best friends, but he's like, hey, dude, how do you have all this time? And because I kept launching like different websites. I taught myself HTML. I, I just kept doing all these things. Like, how do you have so much time? I'm like, play it. Everybody's got the same time. I just decide <laughs> to maybe not study and then learn some code. So I hated that he said that. But anyways, it was listening through EO Fire. One day I was driving home from my parents' house yeah. with my family. I just threw on EO Fire. Everybody was napping, I think. And I just listened to like, 20 in a row it wasn't even that much but it was like everybody kept saying fear 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 and then it hit me like a lightning bulb I'm like oh i haven't gone out on my own because i'm afraid of failing and that's why i keep doing these little side businesses because i felt inside of me i was an entrepreneur because i had all this side hustle going yeah and so i wrote this blog post about like how your side hustle actually delays your entrepreneurship it's good to start off as a side hustle like this podcast did but at the same time my mindset was I'm just going to keep it on the side because I'm too afraid of going all in. And that's when it hit me when I kept hearing these people say fear, fear, fear. I was like, I never thought I was afraid. I'm like, dude, I'm always doing stuff. Like, I'm not afraid. But then it hit me like, you are afraid. That's why you haven't actually committed to any one of these side hustles. And then at that point on, I said, okay, I've got this app business. Luckily, my wife had started to own her own law firm. Yeah. And so that was starting to take off. And we, I'm like, we could live off of your income. And now we had like dual income. Like, I think it's time for me to leave. And she's like, all right, let's do it. And so it kind of all worked out that way too. But it was through that podcast, listening to the fear stuff. That's so awesome. That's that's uh, that's amazing. I love to hear that because like it's hundred percent all fear, right? And most of us, you know, we we value family a lot. You know, coming up from Asian background as well too, and and I I cared a lot about what my parents thought as well. But the fact is that you know the fear thing came into um, factors, and for me, my turning point was got to be um, he, I I used to sell insurance, so home and home and auto insurance. And I always listened to a lot of pensioners talk about, hey, I need to save fifty bucks a year because my pensions was way too low. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, what is this? I'm like. You know, if I can't, if I continue down this road for four years of my life, I'm going to be just like them trying to penny push and trying to like save everything. I'm like, there's not a way to live. And I would have a great rapport with these like elderly folks where they would just tell me like, Paul, if I was your age again, you know what I would do differently? I would bet on myself. I'm like, okay, you don't need to save anymore. I'm going to toss in my two weeks and move to Thailand. And I just took off and I just did that. And I sold everything. Mom was like, where are you going? I'm like, Thailand. And She's like, for how long? I was like, I don't know, a couple months. And just took off and tried to build something on my own. But man, I pre- I appreciate you telling me that because like it's so relatable. I don't get these kind of conversations often where it's like it's 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 crazy. It's crazy to see the the progress, the journey, and then the 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 almost like you know, the the final product. I'm sure it's never gonna be the end for you and stuff like that because you're always trying to build and yeah. grow and, and do different things, right? So it's never really an end per se. But uh it's great to see like where you're at as well too. It's inspiring to me. Um, I don't know if you felt this way, Paul, but like let's say the week before I was about this is my like going into my last week of work, right? Yeah, I already yeah. I gave him three months notice, dude. <laughs> I was like Good for you. Yo. I was really cool with my boss. I was like, hey, man, I got to leave. I got to do my own thing. I'm going to give you three months so you can find my replacement. That was way too much time. Like, it got really – I was – and I don't know if it was just me, but I was like, this is kind of awkward. Like, everybody knows I'm leaving. But anyways, the the week before, like my last week, my dad was like, are you sure you're making the, the right decision? I was like, dad, yo, it's last <laughs> week. Like, I'm going to turn back now. Yes. <laughs> but, as Asian parents, like, I think I was – I had this really deep conversation with my mom 
recently it was just through email. We can't talk, right? Like it's, it's yeah, too yeah. hard to actually talk it, about it. But I was like, mom, you know, I was really proud of my 2017. I was like, I shared her numbers. I was like, look, look how much I made this, this last year. And, and I told her in an email, like you weren't like, you weren't even happy for me. You're just kind of like, oh, that's good. Like, that's a lot of taxes. <laughs> I was like, mom, like, come on. Like, are you, you, you do know that dad said, are you sure you're making the right decision? Yeah. And look at how far I've come. And you're all you're going to be saying, all you're saying to me is, that's a lot of taxes. Like, are, where's the happiness? Where's the excitement? So she's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I gave her a couple more examples of like her lack of enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, what? Come on. I 100% so it, agree. It was a good conversation with her. Man, it's definitely an Asian thing, man. I 100% because, <laughs> you know, my, my mom was the same way as well, too, when I was ticking off about like, you know, a week. And she's like, she calls me up. She's like, you sure you want to do this? Are you sure? Like, are you sure? Like, you know, you have a great job. You're walking away from a lot of things here. And I'm like... Yeah, like, you know, I have to do it. I have to know. I have to know by the end of, like, all this, if I, you know, if if I died, at least, like, don't die with regrets here. And I really used that, and I painted a picture for her in that kind of extreme example. And, and yeah, and, and you know, Asian parents is weird, man. Like, they, they want to express their love. I'm sure they love you, you know, no matter what, but they, yeah. they don't know how to express it. You know, for me, like, I think, like, most Asian parents would be, like, the way to, uh, to see if you're okay or if they love you is, like, have you eaten yet? Like, that's a common question my mom would ask me. It's like, oh, you're looking kind of skinny. Have you eaten? Like, you know. You know so. uh, oh, my gosh. I can go forever about this. But, yeah, no, like, I know. It's it's kind of weird. It's like a little disconnect between, like, the first gens and, like, immigrant families. But, dude. Congrats though, seriously, congrats, congrats on all this, and and you know I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts now, shifting gears a little bit because um you know since you've been in podcasting for so long, where do you see that in terms of the future? Like you know, have you like considered like the fact of like you know um there's like about four or five hundred thousand podcasts now or more coming through, it's still less than YouTube channels and and obviously less than blogs, but do you still think it's still relevant or where do you see it going now? I think it is. I think the way I see it is it has allowed me to meet so many great people and it's just easier to consume. So even if you don't have a huge following, if you can find your following, your tribe, that's enough. You know, I've, you know, I'm pretty proud of the business we built and it's not like I have the hugest audience in the world talking about app marketing. And so I, I think the one-on-one conversations like with the way I'm transitioning my podcast, I'm starting to develop a new one where I want to have real conversations like you and I are having a little bit more. Whereas with this at masters podcast that I have, I feel like I always have to deliver the hows, And I feel like the best stories come out when you hear about just the backstory, how you grow up. Blah, blah, blah. We can all give tips about how to do yeah. email marketing, how to do all this stuff. But after a while, after you reach a certain point in the business, you're like, I don't really care about that. Like I want to understand Who's behind Paul? Like, why yeah. does he have a six pack right now? What did he do to get that six pack? Like, why is he into, you know, donating money to the Buddhist temple? Like, I want to understand you and your mentality. And I feel like the lessons are greater there in the mentality rather than in the tactics a little bit. So I want to get into more of the backstory stuff. But yeah, I, I'd say anybody that's thinking about it, fucking do it. Go do it. I love that. And I agree. Because, you know, I'm tired of hearing, you know, in today's world about these gurus and entrepreneurs, like, you know, these four pillars of, of, of you know, 100%. I don't even just I'm tired of hearing about pillars and shit. I want to hear about like, like stories here, man. Like it's, yeah. yeah. 
I know, and, and it's funny because I never really, you know, it's something that I'm personally working on where, like, talking about stories, because it's, you never really lose that element, you know, as, as human beings over, like, biology, we, we've told the, you know, stories over campfire over in the past, and, and it grows and so on, so, like, it's almost the same concept now, but just being delivered in a different kind of fashion, right? So, so right. I like how you're, you're taking an approach on that, and I like your, your thoughts on that, because 100% I agree, because there's so many tactics to be A, B, and C, and then you're going to get result A, B, and C but you're not for me most of 2017 because I'm fairly new in this game you know was me trying to be and emulate you know I I love Pat Flynn but Pat Flynn has kids and a wife and I'm a single dude with a six pack that's trying to get a girlfriend here and you know what I mean it's like not relatable and and so it's (laughs) it's 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 not the same so I I agree with you you know how the dating scene Dating scenes has been. Oh, I don't know. If, Are you on all the apps? I don't want to be on the apps. I've been on the apps, and it's just like it's just uh, okay. So funny story, and totally off topic. But being on Tinder and Bumble, like I, I get a lot of like you know like girls, and we went on dates and stuff, and we t- and and I for whatever reason it is, Steve, like we have a conversation. I'll be like, you know, what do you like to do in your spare time and stuff? Oh, I like to eat, and I like to to i don't know to sleep i'm like these aren't hobbies these are like requirements to humans like what do you like doing like tell me and i fuck me i swear like i just cannot do that so i personally have deleted all those because i like to organic so like i'm hoping to like i go to my local gym talk to everybody and like you know kind of Mm. like mingle and stuff like that so hoping like that's gonna be a thing but good lord it just gets worse it just felt it just feels worse over time now i don't know Mm. yeah but that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you took it there. <laughs> How's that working out? Just the real person stuff. Yeah. You know, um, what do you, what do you mean in terms of like, you know, just like, just connecting with like girls over. Yeah. I never had the guts, dude. Like I've been with my wife since we were 16. So we met in high school. We're high school sweethearts. Yeah. And I never had the guts. Even that. during my brief time of being single. Yeah. Like I don't know, man. I felt like I needed to be chased too. Like I like this cat and mouse game where she chases a little bit, I chase a little bit. Yeah. And I always never want to make that first move. It took me three months to actually kiss my wife. In, in high school, man, like yeah, everybody yeah. was wanting to kiss a girl. Everybody was trying to do stuff. It took me like literally three months. She's like, when's this dude going to kiss me? And then, <laughs> but so like I don't know. Like if I was single right now, I'd be so afraid of just – talking to anybody i couldn't come up i couldn't speak game to any girl <laughs> you know it's it's funny today because i'm trying my best to break the mold of an asian male you know it, i'm doing my best like i'm not i'm going against exact opposite of against the grain because because i believe it's just a limiting belief it's no different from like entrepreneur life man um i personally feel that you know i talk to all these kind of women especially non-asian i purposely talk to non-asian girls because like it's like they're just people. They're just girls, right? Like yesterday, I was talking to this girl Taylor, and I got her like number because we just had a great time. Because I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, you're looking, um, uh, you know, you're looking uh, kind of stressed today. You know, want me to grab you a cupcake while you're on that treadmill as a joke or something like that, right? And nice. she just laughed, and I was like, yeah, we just had a good time. So it was just funny because, like, realistically, you know, you just, you just even though it's uncomfortable, you still have to do it because you have, you, like, in the entrepreneur world, you'll learn a lot from it. So I try not to let the Asian male perspective block me from what it is. Cause I've, dude, I have a man bun. Like, you know, Asian men, like I used to be the most, ins- like my hair used to be on point. I used to be 20, but- <laughs> like my, right. <laughs> yeah. like, no, but you know what I mean, right? Like we spend like 20, 30 minutes on the hair and used to be, you know, combed in a certain way. Our showers are less than our hair. <laughs> so- 
<laughs> so I love this conversation, man. That's we like, should go yeah. out. We're like polar opposites right now. I'm, I don't normally dress like this, but you just caught me on a day where I'm all like dressed up in a nice little shirt, collared shirt. You got tattoos. You got a nice little V-neck, black V-neck with long hair. I know. I could be dad for crying out loud. I could be like your older brother. <laughs> I'm like the rebellious kid that's going against the like, <laughs> great. No, but like, I, there's a reason for this because like it's something that I've learned from Tim Ferriss. Right, it's like you know if if you live, you know, in a way where 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 you 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 fear this, it's not so bad, right? So like it becomes a personality thing at this point, and I believe that in the dating world as well too now, where. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go talk to this girl if I like her because I'm tired of like, and this drags over to the entrepreneur life as well too. Like I want to talk to John Lee Dumas, even though he makes like $200,000 a month or something like that, but he's still a person. He still has to like poop like everybody else does. Right. So, so, (laughs) (laughs) so that's how I think about it now. It's quite interesting approach. And I, whoever's listening to this is totally off topic, but if you guys have any, you know, dating or if you're single, this is how you do it. Just do it basically. Reach out to Paul if you're a fine lady. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. I appreciate the plug there. (laughs) Dude, I love this conversation. It's so fun. You know, um, let's talk about a little bit about apps now, right? I want to talk a little bit about that because, um, you know, there's so many of them. And and I hear stories of, of like, you know, friends starting some and not doing well, right? It's just, they're just, dude, it's on iTunes or it's it's on the app store and it doesn't do anything. You know, what are some, I guess, like, I guess we're going to get into like the hacking stuff, like now the marketing stuff, but like, what are some, like, what are some maybe one or two tips and stuff like that, that you would help someone if they were in that kind of position? I got a great answer for this. Something I've been thinking about already. I don't know if it's a great answer, but I think it's pretty good, but essentially there's two couple of mistakes that I see. So what is your end goal? Like people who I'll give you an example, Paul, like people will try to build like the next social media app. But like, you know what? I'm bootstrapping this. I'm trying to make it work. Like, yo, if you're trying to go that big, you better raise some funding. Right. It's great to sort of start small. Mm -hmm. But if your grand goal is to build the next social media, how well connected are you? Because you better raise some funding for this. And I see that there's no there's a mismatch between your current situation and your goals. Meaning if you want to raise, like if you want to build that app, you better start hustling and meeting all the investors, telling, talking to them, doing all this stuff, not trying to be like, I barely have any money for marketing. Like then you shouldn't do this app. Like figure out a different app. So if you're trying to be like, oh no, I just want to be like Pat Flynn and make some money off of apps and kind of live a lifestyle type of business, then, you know, do your research, find a niche that you know, what I try to do is, what I try to say is find a broad niche. Like, yeah, productivity, you know, health. Okay. That's broad. And then go niche on that. Mm. And so people tend to go niche on niche and that's like way too niche because it's apps is already niche enough, right? Unlike a website or a blog where you can reach anybody, like not a lot of people want to download more apps anymore. So you're going to have to really figure out, all right, if you're going to think about health, what one thing do you want to Get a, get a six pack in 30 days from yeah. couch to six pack, right? There, that's a Paul Lamb type of app. Then you've got a niche within the, the broad fitness field that you can reach out to that's big enough for you to sustain a living. Mm. Yeah, and, and something that I personally have seen people doing as well too, someone like you know YouTubers and, and Instagram influencers where they gain a certain type of audience involved, right? And then suddenly they, they want to create, um, a great example is um, uh, um, Thenex, uh, this YouTube channel. They have their own app as well too. And they, um, the, the face, his name is, the face of it, is his, the guy's name is um, Chris Harrier. But he teaches people on like different types of uh, other body weight workouts, but he has an app that you can subscribe to it as well too. But I feel like that's more applicable 
for people if they want to start because it creates an opportunity to build connection with people. Pat Flynn, he's, you know, like I said, he's been doing it for a while and then he has like that massive following that helps along with that, right? That's why it generates. Do you feel like people kind of approach apps in a in, in the wrong kind of fashion, do you feel? Because like they think that it's going to be the next big, is there going to be the next Uber or whatever it is? Do you, do you think that's right. the case? Yeah, absolutely, man. Like they don't, they don't understand how difficult it is. I think anyone with the grand vision, it's great, but I think it's always good, better, in my opinion, to always start off a little bit smaller in the app game mm-hmm. because there's so many little things that you don't know. Like yeah. Apple takes a while to approve, whereas Google, you can immediately get it live. And then how are you going to launch? What is your ASO strategy? What's your marketing strategy? Like there's all these little things that you don't understand yet. And for people who are like, hey, here's my broad vision. I want to build a fitness app where, you know, it's like Uber for personal trainers. Awesome. How many apps have you built? Zero. Okay. Like, do you understand how hard is this is going to be then? Because, you know, like that first app is always, everybody has that story. Oh, a first app, I thought it was going to be huge. And then boom, no, mo- no money whatsoever generated. And so I would always say like, just build that simple one where you can invest nothing practically so that you can learn the ropes yeah. just to understand how Apple operates and then go ahead and start on your grander vision because you need that little bit of a taste. Yeah. You know, back in 2000, what is it? 2013, 2014, I was, I thought about building an app, spent money, like a grand, just like toss at it and tired. Just like, and then, and then I realized that, holy shit, I've known nothing about apps. This is not applicable to me. And like, if there ever was updates, I'd be fucked. And so, like I said, like, you know what? I tossed the whole entire thing out of the bucket because like, it's like, it was not what I, that, that worked with me, right? For me, it was like, I, I was in sales. I was, I, I, I created connections. I, so podcasting was more relevant, right? For me. And, and, and then getting into that a little bit more and then, um, building an audience is something that I care about, right? Something that I love to do. So, so I tossed that thing out of the bucket because now it's like, you know, I, I found it very difficult because, like you said, there's so many little layers in between that. Do you think that that has changed now in terms of like launching apps now? Has that gone easier or has it gotten harder? Yeah, dude, that's you brought up a great point. It's gotten a lot harder because it's so saturated. And if you talk to anybody, like like another app, you know, it's not like, oh, cool, what's the latest app? It's always like oh, another app. Like I, I don't want to download another app. So it's almost gone reverse now. Yeah. And you brought up a great point about updating. Like there's a new update, a new iPhone almost practically every year. And then you're going to have to update the code. You're going to have to update your screens. You're going to have to do a ton of updates. So like my first portfolio that I started out with in 2011, it was like, I was eight or nine a couple of years ago. I was like, forget this. I, I ain't updating this anymore. I'm going to see if I can sell it. So I just sold it for like a few thousand dollars. I was just like, done. All right, I don't want this anymore. But at least I made something out of this yeah. old app portfolio that I had. That's so awesome. Man, I, I love that. I love to hear that because, you know, uh, so so how, look, if you have, if, if, I don't know, like what's what, what's recommended now for if someone wants to create an app in the very beginning or if they didn't have, um, I guess like a following where, where, where's the, where's the best place to start and navigate through all this? So I would, if I, if I really wanted to start small, a friend of mine just did this and something that I was trying to do as well is and only because you, I see your six pack, like work with people on Instagram, YouTube that have a following okay, and then create an iMessage sticker app. Okay. This is a very simple, cheap product that you can make. So, you know, the sticker apps, right? Yeah. 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 It's safe. So like one of my, one of my friends who not friends, but he's in the audience, but essentially he created an app with a Instagram comedian and their number one paid 
under the sticker app. So that guy has about 2.7 million followers, but that's a simple product that you can build, build very cheaply. You just build some stickers, right? Like that's easy. That's just yeah. design, right? Yeah. And the code is so simple too. And then work with that influencer. If you're already an influencer, create that. And you can charge for it because you have a huge following. You can charge people. People will be willing to pay a dollar to $2 for your app. And so I would start with that as simple as that, just so you can learn the ropes and then, okay, all right, well, I want to build something, an extension of your business. I think people should think of apps as an extension of their business rather than, depends on what your goal is, yeah. but more of like your main business because it is getting difficult. 100%. I appreciate that. And I appreciate like, you know, the, the, the point of view on that because yeah, I agree. I think of like that and podcasting, social media and everything like that should be extension on top of your, your business, your overall business. It's, it's like, it's kind of like vehicles to help you get out there. Right. So it's, it's, I love that. And I, I, hundred percent agree with you because like people kind of screwed up by launching something. And I see it all the time, man, in Toronto, like everybody's always coming up with the next Uber food and Uber. <laughs> Yeah. Uber pickup dog shit or some shit. I don't know, man. Like it's. I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. Oh, oh man. Um, see, I love that because you know. Sorry, Paul, no, but no, like one thing that you mentioned where it's like, oh, how do you make money off a podcast? It's like, dude, you like, hello, like, yes, a podcast can make money. Yeah, but it's an extension of something else. Like, think of it as, hey, I'm able to talk to really cool people. And for like pretty much like really cool people who would say no if I said, can I buy you coffee, but said yes, because I said, can I interview on a podcast? And so that frame of mind, yes, you can make money off of it, but it's better to think of it as a way to grow your connection, maybe an extension of your business. A few of my first clients came to me because of the podcast too. So. Hundred percent. It always opens doors, and like like I said, if this podcast wasn't available, we wouldn't be here right now, right? It's like I said, like we wouldn't be chatting, and it's so cool because I I also want to ask you about like you're starting a new podcast on like deeper conversations with people, right? So so it, how would you take this differently compared to your first podcast? So one is I've got a bit of an audience now, mm-hmm. and I struggle with this too, Paul. Like. I, I was like, oh, I want to go after like the Pat Flynn's of the world, maybe go after, you know, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, like all these other guys. Then I was like, oh, I'm living, I'm putting limiting beliefs on my thoughts. Like I know the co-founder Shazam really well. Like I know the guy who created Color Switch. I know the guy who created Crossy Road. Like these are easy pickings that I could start this new podcast with and I should just start with that. And so it kind of got me back to how I first started my App Masters podcast where it's like, Oh, I know him, this guy. I know this guy. I know this guy. I should just reach out to these guys first and build up a little following because then I can go after Shazam. Shazam didn't say yes. He's like, it was like 30, 40 episodes in. He's like, let me get on call with you first. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. And then that was the first big breakthrough for me. So it's kind of the way I was starting to think about it. I wanted to go bigger and like go after like bigger name entrepreneurs, but then like that's way too much work, like easy work for yeah, me yeah. to just get started because I need to just get started, right? Once you hit record, you do that first one, you're like, hey, that was really easy. I got to do more. I got to do more. You get on a roll. Yeah. And so I just – I did my – I did record the first one with the color switch guy and that was a great conversation. It was a great test to like – because I wanted to add game elements too and then I had that and then he, he liked it. And I was like, okay, this is good. This, we're on to something. So it gave me energy to continue doing this. But I think – Figure out how you're going to do that first one and just figure out the easiest way you're going to do that first one. Yeah. Do you believe in content is king for you then? Oh, yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. YouTube. I started doing YouTube, focusing on that. I've seen 
sales like from a conversion pers- perspective like really go through the roof yeah for that so i'll tell you a little tip that people have said good feedback on when people schedule so i get i do a ton of client calls i just you, like you're doing podcasts on one day i do client calls on one day and podcasts on one day too so i got sick of saying the same shit over and over yeah. like hey you are oh yeah tell me a little bit about you so what i did was within schedule once is what i use after you schedule a call with me, you'll redirect to a site, a page, where it's just a YouTube video about me. Like, hey, here's my normal spiel that I know you're gonna ask me. So I said, look, on our call, I wanna make this about you and I wanna learn all about you. Here's about me. And people are like, dude, I love that video. I'm gonna copy that, I'm gonna copy that. So I just started doing that. Just just to sort of like systemize everything so that, hey, you wanna get on a call with me? Click this link and then you know everything about me after you schedule a call with me too. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. See, that's something that I don't do. Like, you know, it's like, I just, I just let it go flow. And like, I care about like, you know, the organic conversation. Yeah. No, oh man. I'm lazy. That's what I am. (laughs) Like, I don't want to say the same thing over and over. Once I, cause I do calls, like I do like 15, 16 calls a day when I do the client calls. And then I got sick of saying it three or four times in a row. Like, Oh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, dude, like again, now I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. There's a better way to do this. There is a better way to do that. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm stealing that. I don't care. I'm. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's why I brought it up. Because like, no, I didn't know it was that. It was that cool. I just was like, I'm tired of saying the same crap. That's the way I thought of it. I'm tired of crap. Like, I'm stealing that. Enough people said I'm stealing that. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna share this with people. Then I love that. Oh, that's a that's a great tip, man. Steve, what's been a what's been a passion for you lately, you know, man? Like, it's like you know, shifting gears again. I just want to hear you know what's something that you've been excited, hyped, and you know, can't sleep over. Well, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> the events. So I've been doing events. I did three already. And they're like more retreat style. So yeah. I get 20 to 30 people on, really make sure that there's connections. We play games. I try to do things where we have mastermind roundtables. So day one is all speakers. And then everybody gets up and introduces themselves. So it's sort of like break the ice for yeah. day one. And then day two, we do mastermind roundtables and we do speed networking. So you get one-on-one time with everybody and everything's structured because I I like to be a little bit more structured and make sure time goes by quickly. Nobody gets bored. And it's one of these things, Paul, that I hate doing. Like I'm like, it's so freaking hard. I'm always nervous because I don't know if enough people are going to come. Are they going to get value out of it? And then every day, the day before the event, I'm always like a wreck. Like I can't sleep the night before, but then – and I do it and then people love it. People give me good feedback on it. And then the next day after all that torture that I just put myself through, I'm like, all right, how do I make it better? And I just keep thinking about it again. And so I, as a way, like the first time I did it, I lost about five, $6,000. And I was like, what the heck am I doing? Like my business slowed down. Everything slowed down because of this silly event. But at the same time, like it's an extension, right? Everybody, like I'm building a bigger brand because of this so even if it breaks even or makes a little bit of money mm-hmm. that's fine but people are making genuine connections and they're like yes. oh yeah you remember i met you because of steve's event and so it's the way i started thinking about it was like hey this is more of like a brand building exercise than anything else and you're i'm getting a ton out of it i know people in there are getting a ton out of it and while it's torturous for me <laughs> it's still worthwhile because in person you and me are connected we see video that's the connection but there's nothing like if we were to you know do a handshake grab some beers hang out for real that builds a way deeper connection and so i have to think it from that mindset so that i can go put myself through that torture again 
one more time. So it's one thing I love doing. You and me both. Like, I think if we had beers, then do you, do you get the Asian glow too? Because I do. No, not as much, man. Oh, no. you're the cool one. <laughs> <laughs> I get so red. It's embarrassing. Anyways, off topic. <laughs> well, my lips get super red. It looks like I'm wearing lipstick every single time. Oh, like, I'm a cherry, like, dude. Like, I, I, I would love to grab a beer with you, by the way. By the way, yeah. And so... I love that. I, you know, you strike me as a person that really cares a lot about relationship and, and networking, even though it's uncomfortable, similar to you as well, too. Like how I first started was that I wanted to connect with more people. I knew deep down I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I had to figure out where were like my tribe were at, right? So I went all every event in Toronto I could and just that meet everybody, shake hands, like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And, um, you know, you, you, you say, that, you know, it's a brand and we bring up this topic because I'm curious to know, get your thoughts. I'm like, you know, what makes a good brand? I think just authentic. Oh, Adam, I can't say it right. Like, but authenticity. Being, I think. Yeah, exactly. Being you. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to, when you work for a nine to five, you're like, oh, I got to be cool, a little bit corporate. I got to be whatever. I'm usually in a t-shirt, like on in the summers, you'll find me in a t-shirt, just shorts half the time. And I like to mess around. I like to play jokes. So in my email newsletters, I'll put emojis. I'll make fun of myself. I'll be like, yo, I'm trying to get more YouTube subscribers so I can press my wife. And like at the time I was trying to hit a thousand, like, yo, just get me to a thousand so I can press my <laughs> wife. And I was like, stop using my name. Like, I don't care. I'm like, yeah. I'm like it's funny to me. So yeah, yeah. I just try to incorporate a little bit more of my personality and just show my personality more. I think that's really genuine. And the, so I think that's the bigger brand. And I'm always, the way I see things, Paul, especially this is an audio format. Like I want to bring energy. I want to meet somebody. I'm always energized when I met somebody. I'm like, dude, I feel I was tired before I came to that conversation, but that guy pumped me up. And so I always want to be that guy so that when you have a conversation with me, whether I'm going through shit or doesn't matter, but I want you to feel like, dude, that guy has so much freaking energy. It's insane. Controlled energy. Not like I don't want to be all across the world, but control energy. So that's, that's my brand. That's the way I think about stuff. And it's really crazy to think because if you look at my old books, when I read in, what I read in college, it was like instant rapport, you know, like romancing the room, yeah. things about like talking about this stuff that I looking back on now, like, holy crap, like this is something that I've always been passionate about and kind of letting free a little bit more. Yeah. My older age. <laughs> Stop saying that. You're not. You're young as hell. Dude, man. I'll tell you, like, I feel so freaking, I feel like a genius right now yeah. because I, I look back on 24. I'm like, that was so stupid. Like, I'm so, I'm probably like when I'm 50, I'm like, like ultra genius but i feel like okay i know myself i know who i am i'm not trying to be anybody yeah. else anymore and so i feel like i'm at a good age where i'm just comfortable in my own skin yeah. that's what i'm trying to say like in 20s I like, like i'm like you know you're just like trying to figure like how old are you 28 28 okay so like i feel like i was still trying to like like who am i what am i and i'm like look, this is who i am i don't care if anybody likes me or not if you don't like it that's your problem like that's this but this is who i am and i know myself this is who i am so i feel really comfortable in my skin i guess it's not genius it's just i feel good in my skin now you know i i resonate with that because you know the moment that i spent 2017 reflecting on that and then and then stepping into more of myself as a brand as path hunters and representing that you know i I really want to figure out more ways of how to express myself personally myself, like more of like, you know, creating YouTube videos or whatever it is, you know, uh, besides this quirky Asian dude, you know, behind a mic doing podcasts, you know, I also like donuts, you know, like nobody ever knows that, but I, on my Instagram stories, what I'm always fuck? showing a donut to my face. Cause like, they just, <laughs> only, only they get to see that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like, and like <laughs> 
so 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 you're right like you're right the more you step into yourself right the, the and and i guess the quicker you do it at any age right the more the more that you you know i guess like the more you don't give a fuck about what people think the more you just become yourself the more that's gonna that's gonna people are gonna resonate because like i said you're not just trying to impress everybody you're just gonna impress your tribe Right. Yeah. And it, I think it takes a while. Right. Like, I think it took me a while to get really comfortable. And I've said some stupid stuff. Like, I, I try to be, you know, I try to act when you meet me, I'll always try to act like we're longtime friends. And people have said that, like, man, it's, it's like we, we've been friends for a while and I just met you. And I'll always say stuff. And so one guy that I kind of knew because of the podcast, I was like, hey, look at that fuck face. And then I was, he's like, what? And I was like, oops, <laughs> like, oops, <laughs> like I let it slip. He didn't seem like he liked it as much. And so like, I have to be careful at times, but then, you know, like I started feeling bad. I started thinking about it. Like, oh, I overthunk it so much, dude. Yeah. But I, like, okay, well, this is just me. I have to rein certain things in and I can't like say stuff like that all the time. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, this is the core of who I am too. So I give you my full consent to call me a fuck face when we meet <laughs> and then just grab a beer. <laughs> so, so no, I just got to be careful with the word. Like, like, hey, what's up, the guy? Like, That's funny. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love this. I love to hear this because like I said, like I always make jokes of it. You know, people, you know, I'm very hesitant on Instagram. Like I said, you're t- you have abs, right? But it took a while to get it, but I always make a joke about it. But I know I was very hesitant of showing it and because I was so scared of what people thought, you know, I'm still in this place where, like, you know, brand and your face and super key and it's important. But the other day, someone was like, you know what? You need to do that because, you know, people will resonate with that. People will be like, okay, you know what? This Asian guy has it. I'm an Asian guy. I'm probably going to get it too or, or something like that. I don't know. But it's just the fact is that, you know, being transparent, being authentic, being fun and not being arrogant about it's fun. And I love that about you because um, – I feel like, you know, like I said, this is our first conversation, but I feel like we know we're brothers and like I can look up to you. Like I said, like you're like <laughs> down the street. I'm probably like if we walk side by side right now, right? I'm a t-shirt ripped denim right now. You probably you don't see or maybe don't have pants, but um, I'm just like this rebellious looking dude and you're like this nice, like, you know, this guy with the, the collared <laughs> shirt. I'm like, fuck the hell. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's hey, I, I wish I could do the man blind man. Like. I wish I could pull that off. I, I I can't. It's just honestly, I only did it because I just didn't want to like spend any more time on the hair. It's just like, like I said, you and I both know that. But um, you yeah, know, man. you know, I want to sh- I want to ask you another thing as well too. That you know, in terms of like branding and stuff, you know, where do you think people need to focus their attention on? I think whatever comes naturally to them. Mm. I, I think I. I thought video was, I thought like, why am I doing podcasts? Like I should show this pretty face yeah, onto your camera, should. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, like this is what I'm really saying. And I don't care if it sounds arrogant. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not that bad looking. I should get skit on video. I'm really good on video. Most people suck. Like they're so like boring and dry. Like I'm more energetic. Yeah. That's, this is video is for me. And so like you have to know yourself. Like if you're more of the shy person and you prefer to write or maybe you prefer to be behind this behind the scenes, that's great. That's what you should do. For me, like that, that just spoke naturally to me. And the reason why I started doing video was one of my other people I know in the space, he started doing video a lot. And I reached out to him. I was like, hey, dude, why are you doing so many videos? I just saw your videos. He's like, dude, it's the best thing I've ever done. It's great. And I was like, this guy sucks on video. I can do way better than him. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck this. I'm going to create a YouTube channel and I'm going to like just go crazy on video because if he says it's worth it for him and he sucks on video, 
I can do way better. And so I started doing video and that was the very like raw reason why I started doing, focusing more on the video content. And that has truly helped out a lot mm. more in podcasts because once people see you and they get to get a more of a sense of your personality, that changes the game, man. Podcast is great because it's easy to consume, but it's hard to get anybody's personality. But video, man, you can show your personality a ton more. So if you've been leaning on, if you've been thinking about it, dude, you should do it. I have. And you're I've, a good guy, you got great abs. Fuck. <laughs> you make a video. I appreciate that, man. Nothing but love, man. It's, it's wonderful to hear Steve say that too as well. Yeah, like because, you know, I, I've been pondering. I've been pondering about YouTube. I've been pondering about video. The fact is that, you know, and I get a lot of people like, you know, saying, oh, it's saturated, it's all that fucking shit. I think that's a limiting belief, Percy Feel. You know, um, just. Because you said that, I'm gonna grab a camera. Where is it today? But I'm making a video today. What are you doing on YouTube right now? I'm on YouTube channel. So you you're posting the <laughs> the interviews. I, I so 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 I'm so bad with 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 YouTube because I'm having you can make it automatically post by itself, but there's no SEO, there's no nothing or anything whatsoever. You can make it so the podcast episodes are going on YouTube, but there's no marketing or anything whatsoever because it sucks, and I have put a lot of time on it. And plus, yeah. I don't. There's no excuse right now for me, but like, if if you, I'm gonna go make a video today because you say so, because you're my man, dude. Can I also say something else? Yeah, change your podcast image. Like, you look way better. This is you. <laughs> this is Paul, not this like cleaned up guy. Yeah, this yeah. dorky looking guy who looks like me right now. Right? <laughs> it was me. Uh, I really. love that. <laughs> you know, and, and it's funny because you're not the first person who said that. Because like the other day, someone's like, you know, you look way better today. You look like this rebellious, wise motherfucker, and you need to fucking yeah. own that shit. <laughs> Even your Instagram photo, like you should put that your latest Instagram as your avatar rather than this guy. Who's this guy? Man? I don't even know this guy. That's <laughs> this like so first... funny. Oh man, Steve! Like I, I love this conversation, man. I wanna, I wanna talk to you a little bit more about this. I can talk to you forever, but I wanna be really respectful of your time, man, because I know you got like you know probably a full day of of things going on. This flew by. It's already nice. <laughs> I know. Man. I feel like we have to bring you on again. We got to talk more and 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 uh, shoot the shoot the shit and uh, and hear hear some more amazing stories. Um, before we do all this, I want to ask you two more questions. But I want to say, you know, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for just inspiring me and thank you for paving the way for especially for me as well too for an Asian Canadian Asian American for just doing your thing, man. I love that and love to hear. It's refreshing to hear from you. And um, I'd be a terrible podcaster if there's no plugs for, you know, where, where can people find you? Where can people stalk you online or anything like that? Yeah, just at masters.co. If you want to follow me on the Instagrams, it's just Steve P. Young. But right. that's that's the best places, man. All right. We're going to link that all in the show notes page as well, too. So, dude, um, the show is called the Path Hunters Podcast. And when you hear the term Path Hunters, what comes to mind? Somebody who's looking for their path in life. I love it. And is that uh, what you meant by it? Yeah, it actually was. The first time I told okay. someone about Path Hunters, they thought it was some travel backpack brand or some shit. And well, uh, having I'm obviously looking having talk, had this conversation helps a little bit more. But yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, you know, so so you know, man, San Francisco's probably busy. Like I remember the the you know, at the Golden Gate, it's really busy there right so imagine you were there there's a lot of people driving by walking by and you're able i'm going to paint you this picture and you have a cardboard sign or cardboard um yes to write one message or advice to impact all these people's lives in a positive way what kind of message of or advice would it be and why 
Yeah, so I have this. I don't know if I can show this to you. If I can turn this, but anyways, it's I with a we on the parentheses. I'll show you the Instagram post that I did with it. But I think you know, like we, this one right here. You see it? Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. So I I love it, and it's somebody Jason Gaynard said this. But we're drowning in connections, but we're starving for community. And I think if People understood the power. We're all so we're all humans. We love to be social. Power of community with the world becoming so flat. We can talk to anybody just through Skype. You're in Toronto. I'm in the Bay Area, and I truly believe in that. That the as your connections grow, my confidence has grown. Paul, I think I can start any business and be successful. Why? Because even if it fails, I've gotten good enough connections that they'll probably hire me. Right? Like, yeah. and so. It's it's about building those connections, really building meaningful relationships rather than just following each other on Instagram. And so that's why these events are things that I'm very passionate about is how do we build meaningful relationships with people? As I've gotten older, man, I'm tired of just talking about sports or all this other stuff that I'm into. I love it. But at the same time, I want to talk about deeper things like how does your family impact you? What's one thing that you learned from your dad? Or I want to learn about my dad's dad. I didn't never really met him that much. So I want to interview my dad and kind of learn more about him and the struggles he went through or what he was thinking about when he was a father and working those two jobs. So I'd rather have those deeper relationships yeah. rather than – so I would, I would say the I, we. Hopefully people can understand what that really means. Yeah. Oh, man. I but love that. But it still that. starts with the individual. That's why I like that because you know it was Paul – not Paul, but the guy – Reed Hastings, I think, whoever started LinkedIn – but he's the one who came up with that quote, and I like it because it still starts with an individual, but it's exponentially grows with the network. So, oh man, I love that. I'm. Can you send me that photo? That's gonna be like my new like picture yeah, for my phone, man. Because I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, individuals' power is raised exponentially with the help of a network. <sighs> That's amazing. Yeah, man. Steve, honestly, thank you so much for jumping to the podcast, my friend. Seriously, like, you know, I got nothing but love for you. It's been like, it was, honestly, it flew by. It felt like 15 minutes. Like, seriously, it's like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, uh, dude, I want to come, I want to bring you on again. We're going to talk about, like, different topics. And I want to get dive deep with you because I, too, enjoy these deep conversations. I do want to hear stories about, you know, what it's like to grow up and behind, like, all the becoming a first gen. I want to hear all that because I, should too, do it, man. I love it. Yes. Mm. That let's was do it. Like, all right, let's do it. We're going to do it. And then, uh, yeah, man, we'll catch you on the flip side and uh, have yourself a great one. Thanks, brother. Hey, guys, that was Steve in the house. Honestly, thank you so much, like Steve, for just coming in here and just having a chat with me. It just means a lot to me that you did that. Honestly, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys have any questions or anything like that, send me an email, paul at panthers.com. Honestly, but love, nothing but love to all of you. Have yourself a great one. Take care. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Remember to subscribe, share, and review. Thank you for taking the time for listening to this podcast. You can always find me at pathhunters.com. Stay awesome and know that you can become a path hunter today.